0: You are listening to the Head Honey Housewives podcast with your recruiter Diana O'Brien, episode number 49. Good morning, Head Honey Housewives. It is your recruiter Diana O'Brien. It is May 1st, 2020. Happy May, everyone. I am in my sunroom Um, later this morning. I kind of watched the sunrise earlier, but it's been such a beautiful morning (laughs) with the rain finally stopping, the windows open, my dog Tucker is laying behind me watching the birds and squirrels as I'm sitting here doing this podcast, but I feel like May, even though we're now entering for a lot of you recruiters that are working with me and are are my mentees this um, spring session um, May still reminds me of the whole sell in May and go and play. So even though we're now right in the middle of learning through recruiting, we're um, going to run through uh, early June, really my mind is already on trying to finish off all these jobs we're working. Um, and that way by June, if not by the middle, definitely by the end, be finished with recruiting and go enjoy the summer. And that's the way I want to train all of you women that I'm working with because You know, the reason you work so hard is you want to be able to play hard too. And there's nothing like taking time off to enjoy the summer with your kids or your grandkids for some of you. Um, Or even of those of you starting out, I want you to have that kind of mindset. It's something that I felt... I guess, fortunate enough to think of years ago my own business and I was able to do that. But I wish I would have had that mindset earlier on, even out of college, to try to not just work, work, work all the time, but really realize that you can take, you know, not just a week vacation, but weeks at a time, maybe months, and really just incorporate your job into your life. And now I think with this corona thing and people are having to incorporate their job into their everyday everyday life with having to work from home and figure things out, It's a great way just to realize you can balance both. It's not for everybody, but for those of you women that are really loving it and that would like to continue a work from home later on, recruiting, as you know, is the job to do that. I've been doing that for many years I'm Living Proof, as many of you are finding out and working with me right now. So today, today, May 1st, and we're on a free Friday here, so I want to kind of give information out to everyone, not just in my private groups, but want to post this today uh, publicly because If you were with us in our groups, what we're doing just to kind of give you some insight is Um, this class you know started in April and it's gonna run through early June it's about a 10-week you know session might go out maybe a little longer till we close our jobs it's about three months usually to kind of start to finish and our class is really following the same path that happens when you get a job order from start to finish it takes usually um, you know a couple months to a few months to close out deals they can happen a lot sooner and they can also go out longer but it's a nice time frame to learn sourcing recruiting and the hiring and that's how we're breaking down. So now that all of April was really focused on uh, the job and what the job's about, learning the job and the client, posting the job, hunting for the job, sourcing for it, you know, really all around the sourcing of candidates, Uh, you know, little insights into the client, of course, and and the different um, aspects of recruiting, but really sourcing was April. Now that we're moving into May, we'll focus more on the true recruiting so you know for those of you still learning this what's the difference between sourcing and recruiting sourcing is when you're searching and finding hunting out the right candidates whether you're doing that just by looking on the internet and job boards, or whether you're doing that by posting on different places and seeing what comes to you. Even when you post, you're still searching and hunting through all the people that apply to your job. So whether, no matter how you go out in the world looking for the right candidates for your job, you're gonna be having to hunt and source and find the right people. And the better you get at honing those sourcing skills, the easier your recruiting will be. So, you know, the month of April, if you were really honing down and working on hunting and finding the right people, the better you got at that, this month in May, over the next couple weeks here, a few weeks, um, your job will be a lot easier. But either way, you're gonna learn. That's what we're in this for, is to kind of learn and to get better and grow, right? So what we're focusing on, like I mentioned in May, will be more on the recruiting side. And what that is, the difference is, where the sourcing would be, the searching and finding the right people, and maybe doing some preliminary um, screening through questions via the internet or chatting on, with them online. Recruiting is when you're speaking to them more, you're interviewing them, getting more detail about their background. Um, they're asking you questions about the company. So Not only are you having to find out if they're the right fit, they're gonna find out if you're the right fit. So through those conversations, you're gonna have to recruit them to you know, bring them on to this new company and sell the story of the new company and the culture and, and all that good stuff that and recruiting a good candidate because the quality candidates will be screening you as much as you're screening them. So that's the one difference, I think, between recruiting and sourcing to keep in mind. The sourcing can a lot be done online and just by looking at resumes. The recruiting gets involved more when you're actually doing the interviews. The other part of recruiting, once you, let's say, have found that great candidate, I know a lot of you already have great people in play with me right now, so great work because it's been a really fast ramp up for many of you um, that are really into this, so great work. Um. Basically, you know, after you find that great person, you kind of send that to the client or let's say for your recruiters working with me direct, you're sending them directly to me and I'm sending them to the client. So in essence, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm acting like your client. The follow-up will be kind of what the next step is. And the way you would play it in recruiting is really just follow your candidate or your jobs week to week. You know, I know it feels like it's on the daily, especially when you're at the level of sourcing and screening. Let's say you're, you have lots of jobs, you know, it's a daily grind, so to speak. Hopefully I'll make it so it doesn't feel like a grind at all for you. <laughs> I know I'll have a start there, but eventually it doesn't, it doesn't have to feel that way. Um, my work does not feel like a grind um, maybe once in a while, but you really, want it to feel smooth with your life and what you're doing. So instead of having that that daily feeling, you will have daily goals, of course, of trying to, to speak to at least maybe one to two people a day that are really good um you know a lot of people i know have a lot more than that on their calendar But for me if i get one or two great conversations that's good you might be talking online to 10 people a day and that's fine i definitely have my linkedin messages of a lot more than one to two but the ones i want to spend my time with are very limited for me and again you'll find your own path you might be talking to 10 20 people a day and realize okay how can i narrow this down to just get the good people and, and make those numbers smaller to better better utilize my time so we'll work towards that for you but in the beginning, again, you have your daily numbers you're trying to hit um, as you're sourcing and screening for hours at a time. And from there, you want to hopefully pull you know, um, a few good candidates to then later screen and chat with and then later recruit and talk to. After you have that person and you've sent it to me, then it's really going to be about the follow-ups, which again, we'll try to keep on a weekly basis because keep in mind your client, which let's say that's just me um, right now, I have a lot of things come at me as do my clients. So Instead of bombarding with weekly or, I'm sorry, with daily emails that can get lost in a shuffle, try to summarize it up for like a weekly email saying, okay, even if you've sent different candidates on different days, I always send my client a weekly run up on Friday of here are the people in play, right? So let's say I sent them someone on Tuesday that was great and then Wednesday another or maybe Thursday because I was working their job and I want them to know I'm working it and I want to send them good people as I find them. But ideally, what you want to get to, and it's okay, again, to certain clients that want you to send it as you find them, even though you need to approve who's good or bad, that's fine. But if you haven't heard anything back, um, and just to be usually kind, I feel like to help them out, send that Friday email to your client, um, or maybe it's me for you, for those recruiters working with me right now, of saying, here are the three people I sent you, by the way, this week, um, or here are the three I'm sending to you for my week's work, if you haven't sent anything. And this is how I'm kind of writing them, you know, um, one to three, if you have different You might just have one for each, but if you're just working one job and sent them like five candidates, maybe say, look, here are the top two. Because keep in mind, your client is not just getting those three resumes from you. They're getting maybe three resumes or more from 10 other people if they're working with And Internally, they might have recruiters and sourcers. Externally, they might be working with other contractors. If you're a contingent recruiter, you know this is true. If you're lucky enough to be retained, you might have some exclusivity so you don't feel like you're working against the world. And again, we'll get to that too. But in the beginning, you're going to have to learn recruiting a little bit like a, a contingent recruiter cuz that's how you kind of cut your teeth and learn until you grow into exclusive and retained. So in the beginning you're working against everybody else that who can find the best candidates. So it's not just throwing, you know, a candidate you find in the moment to your client, but really the best one out there for the job. Um, and right now, the market is saturated and full of great candidates. Uh, we went from a couple of months ago having hardly, you know, very low unemployment. I forget what, what the percentage is. Was. was it 6% or lower? I can't remember now. But very low to now, with unfortunately, with corona, there's a lot of great people that are already flooding the market. So it's not hard to find great people right now. Um, it's still hard for our clients in many ways um, that don't have recruiters because HR still has their own problems, especially right now. So our, the need for recruit will never go away. Don't worry about that. But it, our job right now, there's a, you know it's more people out there. So that's the good part. The bad part, it's like more um, hay on the haystack when you're searching for the good one. So find that needle on the haystack. Now there's a whole lot more people out there. So it's how you look at it. But anyway, back to recruiting. What I want you to focus on is really making it simple for your client um, and only summarizing the top, you know, one or two, maybe three candidates uh, for the week that you would like them to look at. And if you don't hear anything again, give give clients, you know, time, give them week to week, don't bombard them like each day, just because they have a lot on their plate other than you and your candidates. Again, they might have 10 different people send them candidates for the one job that they're working, but this is just one client. You know, I myself on my my desk have more than one client, right? And so not only are they looking at all these people for one particular job, um, for maybe the job you're working, but there's a lot of other things on their desk they're working, not to mention those things outside of the job, right? Like I know for me on my desk, it's not just recruiting and the clients that I have, and the jobs I'm working in, the people I'm mentoring and the candidates I have in play, But, you know, I'm um, enjoying real estate investing. So, you know, I have that on my plate and I have, of course, a house full of uh, kids with this Corona or home, older kids, college kids, luckily, but, you know, managing a family and wanting to enjoy life and, you know, you're balancing all these things. So just keep in mind, that's why that kind of weekly follow-ups better than the daily because you want to give people space. Not only that, there's something I learned in recruiting I want to share with you as how time Um, and timing it out kind of week to week really helps find the right people. Because what I found is when I was young, a young recruiter and, you know, just feeling like I was in the grind of it, and I would get a job and I would start start searching the job before I even landed the contract, kind of excited, want to help the client. I would work, work, work that job day and night, you know, laptop on my um, lap, watching TV in the evenings or just to be with the family, maybe not watching TV, but want to be in the family room, but working, working, and then you know, following up with the candidates, especially the good ones. And through the years, I found that what's nice about stepping back and just taking the time of to see which candidates fill up with you, the real cream automatically kind of rises to the top. And what I mean is instead of you fighting and searching and and working so hard to find that great candidate, let them find you. It gets back to us attracting not just great clients, but learning how to attract great candidates. And part of that is once you do your job and put out into the world, so to speak, whether it's through a posting or through Facebook or the internet or um, you're hunting or just however you're putting yourself out there and the jobs that you have out there, then you can sit back and let life takes cor- take cor- its course. <laughs> and it's funny how a lot of times I find that I don't always make myself that easily accessible um, to candidates or clients or people in general, obviously, because yeah, I'm, like, I'm really careful of my time. However, really good people seem to find me and the ones I want to work with seem to find me and this is true for candidates. I'll post a job on Indeed and not really do much with it afterwards um, because not because I don't want to because I'm very focused in other areas. A lot of the jobs that I work at the C-level and COOs that aren't on Indeed so I'm not hunting and finding them on my own through LinkedIn and through even Google and different ways of finding them um, and then luckily they find me you know as well uh, when, I, when I put certain things out there. So I'm on that um, you know, level of searching right now. So I'll often post those Indeed jobs for the recruiters I'm training in to work with them, but I'm not doing a lot in there as far as hunting and screening. So a lot of times for anyone that saw my job on Indeed, they've had to kind of find out what, who is Salesforce, the company I'm posting in, let me find Salesforce on the um, internet. There's a lot of different sales sources out there. My company is salesforceinc.com. So It's a very brief website. (laughs) I've kind of been under the radar all these years, fortunately or unfortunately, but it's worked well for me. So for them to find me and then my number, you know, then text me or email me, Um, that, hey, I saw your job, I'm really interested, Um, usually those are the ones I reach out to, they're kinda coming to me, I'm not really digging through all the resumes. Now, as I'm saying this, I know a lot of you that I'm teaching, recruiters, you are digging through the resumes and you're having to put in the time, and that's okay because you're learning, it just makes sense, that's the way it goes. When you're learning something you're putting in the time, you're putting in the work, you are hunting them down, Uh, you are hungry kind of for that placement, you're learning, you're new, and that's great. But I just wanna give you a line of sight where it isn't always gonna be that hard, And have in mind, even as you're doing the grind each day on your hunt and your screens, that eventually you're gonna have it um, to where they're coming to you, and then you can be easy about your job search, and it won't feel like uh, painful or hard. They're gonna come to you, especially when you do utilize timing the right way. And not just by sitting back and letting them come to you week to week and how you're timing the candidates and how you're working with the clients and easy flow. Um, but even like little things, you'll learn about when you post a job. Like I think I've taught um, the recruiters uh, in my sphere right now that I'm working with that. You know, if you have a new job come to you, ideally if you can post that on a Friday, it's great because then by Monday morning you're going to have a whole lot of people just to look through real fast and find the good ones. I know it's hard to get in those rhythms. Usually, if you get a job, um, you know whatever day you get it, you want to post it. Perhaps some of you, so it's that same day. Other people, they set a job for a week before they post it. it might be a random day. I like my rhythms of flow to you know um, happen usually according to a system as much as possible as i'm training a lot of you mentees i'm getting a little out of that flow just to work with you but i try to keep to my rhythm and then have you kind of mold that a little bit more just so i don't lose track of what's worked for me um again i am when i am training at ramp times i am doing some postings even to show you on a tuesday when i have my tactical tuesdays or thursday recruiting or even on on a free friday right i might post to to help one of you however Friday is the good day for posting. So that's a good thing because Monday you'll have all these people you can just kind of search through and then just pick the one or two you like versus posting and just waiting for each person to come to you and look at them deeply and taking too much time. So back to the recruiting though, um, and I won't make this too long today since it is a Friday and I want to get out in my garden and enjoy the day before I uh, get back to candidates and clients and you all. Um, But what I want to say is, the recruiting and the follow-ups, not just the weekly follow-up with the client, but even your candidate, make sure you're just doing a shout out to them on the weekly, just to make sure they know that you're in touch with them and that things are moving. Again, the really good candidates, and this is, you'll have to kind of decipher how much leeway to give, will follow up with you. And this isn't just good candidates. This will be good with good clients that like you, with good um, recruiters I'm working with, you know, um, sorcerers, you know, they'll you'll see the follow up come from them. Um, but it goes, it is a two way street, right? So you have to be easy of, of, of how that works. In the beginning, you'll probably be doing a lot of the follow-ups as you're learning, but later you want them to follow up with you. And there's the ones that will automatically keep in the game kind of week to week until the deal is done until they're hired. So here through May, we'll be doing a lot of recruiting, which really means you'll be following up with the great candidates you already sent, right? It might be it sent to me or sent to your client, um, But then as you're following up week to week with the good ones, you're also still sourcing and screening. You're still doing everything we learned in April um, to find the good candidates again and keep them in play because as maybe certain ones fall off, even if they were great, they just weren't meant to be or the timing might be wrong for our client and them. You want other people on the bench still moving forward in the process week to week. So you never feel like you're at ground zero on one of your job searches. So that's really what May is gonna be about as we continue our searching on these jobs that I've given you to work on. You're gonna continue to follow up with the people you already have in play. Hopefully a couple good ones at least every week. Um, you might have a couple every day on your plate, but as far as what you're saying to a the client, they're really good ones. And then it's week to week follow ups and sending um, other good ones that are a good fit so the well never dries up, so to speak, right? And then there is that, you know. Um, yin and yang or a push and take uh, where once you do set enough good people over and you're not hearing anything back from myself the client you can take a breath and wait you might still have people on your bench or coming in to indeed or wherever you're looking and searching but you're not gonna put a whole lot of calls out to make sure the rhythm is in sync with your client you don't want to get really topsy heavy with a ton of candidates that you then have nothing to do with you want to kind of find out what your clients flow is and match that so you're both in sync with what's coming in and what's going out And it's not easy because, again, for you, you might right now be trying to understand what my rhythm is. But I'm, of course, working with my client's rhythm. So I'm not always the one setting that. It might feel like it is. But I'm also trying to work with the client's rhythm and how they're um, going through the flow. I mean, I still have uh, young lady that I'm helping close that was, uh, f- from last month that my recruiter, I actually already paid my recruiter on. <laughs> and, um, but she still is in the process of finalizing the offer. They were negotiating the money. And then of course the start date with this Corona, the onboarding is a little tricky. So, you know, those things do take time. So, um, there's a lot always going on behind the scenes and we haven't even gotten into the offers and we'll do that. And, um, uh, later in May and really into June as far as when the hiring happens for um, learning sake um, and before we close out all our hires before going into enjoying the summer. So, but right now in May, again, for you all, I'll be closing your deals that you sent me, but for you, just keep focused on the recruiting and that way if anything falls through with this Corona timing, um, you know, we have people on the bench ready to replace and, and we can still make our hires in June together. So that is that. So recruiting is going to be a lot of follow-up, a lot of doing what you're doing, and it's keeping the practice going. I mean, recruiting like anything is practice. And luckily for you that are working with me direct, you're practicing on real jobs. You can get paid once you make a placement, Um, you know, starting on the low end as you're learning and training, but then we're going to bump that up to make good money. Um, So keep doing what you're doing. And again, it is Friday, so make sure everything is in sync. Um, with how you want to play out your life. I always want to keep a mindset to, again, work-life balance. So try to get everything out of the way early, I feel like. Um, and that way, you can then enjoy um, your afternoons, or however you have your life set up, going into the weekend with your family. So happy hunting to all my head hunting housewives, those working with me direct right now, and I know those of you out there just listening to this, and um, gaining some maybe inspiration or some learning about how I kind of flow through recruiting. By the way, I know there's some of you out there that reached out to me for direct help and questions. I will. I saw your emails, thank you, or the YouTube comments or on Facebook, and I do see them. And And I just don't get back to them as quickly as I'd like, but I will be following up with you. So thank you for those comments. I really appreciate you out there that are saying, thanks, Diane, for sending this out. It's helping me. Can I have help in XYZ area? And I'm going to send more of those free podcasts out to help you in whatever you're asking for. So please keep it coming. Feel free to send me a reminder, whether it's on LinkedIn or an email. My direct work emails, you know, is salessourceinc at gmail.com. That's where I live in more during the day than the Headhunting Housewives. But but feel free to um, email our admin to it, hello at headhuntinghousewives.com for anything related to mentoring. And I look forward to continue working with you. Happy May, everyone. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.